This episode is brought to you by Dietz and Watson. Uh, Molly, it's time we have the talk about hot dogs. Oh, oh, okay. Well, hey, (laughs) I'm looking for a hot dog that's the real deal, Matthew. Like a classic hot dog that like when you think of like the platonic ideal of a hot dog, Mm -hmm. I recommend Dietz and Watson's Dietz Dogs. Ah, well, I've heard that they're handcrafted and made using only Dietz and Watson premium meat. I can vouch for this because Dietz and Watson sent us a big box of hot dogs and other delights. And wife of the show, Lori, and I had them for dinner last night. We had uh, the classic beef Dietz dogs with uh, toasted buns with sauerkraut and pickled jalapenos and Dietz and Watson ballpark style yellow mustard. Do you think you'd recommend Dietz and Watson hot dogs for fried rice? Oh, yeah. Fried rice with some sliced hot dogs. I'm going to be doing that soon. Wife of the show, Lori, is going to be making the hot dog flour buns from Christina Cho's cookbook, Mooncakes and Milk Bread. Very excited for this. Mm, And I'm especially pleased because Dietz and Watson does things the right way. So this means like no additives, no fillers, no artificial flavors, no cutting corners. You can feel good about this stuff. Dietz and Watson. It's a family thing since 1939. Shop now at Dietz slash the right way. That's Dietz, D-I-E-T-Z, and Watson.com slash the right way. Hey, everyone. When you listen to Spilled Milk, probably your first thought is, wouldn't it be great if I could see them in a museum? And unfortunately, I don't mean like a painting of me and Molly like the couple from American Gothic, but uh, I do mean we're doing a live show at a museum in Seattle, the Museum of History and Industry, as part of their Edible City exhibit. It is on February 10th, 2017, at 7 p.m., and we are going to be joined by the hilarious And Eat It 2 podcast with uh, Sarah and Molly, different Molly. And uh, you can get tickets right now by going to bit.ly slash milk at mohai. That's bit.ly slash M-I-L-K at M-O-H-A-I. See you there. This episode is brought to you by Third Love. You've heard about the Third Love 24-7 t-shirt bra. You know, the one that's probably the most comfortable bra you'll ever own. Molly wears it. Producer Abby wears it. My wife Lori wears it. Get your own now by going to thirdlove.com slash spilled milk where you can get a free trial for 30 days of the 24-7 t-shirt bra. If you don't like it at the end of 30 days, send it back and they will charge you nothing. That's thirdlove.com slash spilled milk. I'm Matthew. And I'm Molly. And this is Spilled Milk, the show where we cook something delicious, (laughs) come snuggle with a dog, and you can't have any. (sighs) Today we are talking about olive oil. Yep. And I have a feeling this is going to be one of those episodes where... We know nothing. We know nothing, and we're not going to get very far into the topic before we're like, well, time's up. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, I mean, we have actually put off this episode for a long time. This This is a topic we've had kicking around on the list, and we keep putting it off because it's a huge topic. It's a huge topic, and I was, I've been afraid of the shopping, like that we were going to have to like get seven different olive oils to taste. We I've, didn't do that. I've been afraid of of the fact that pretty much everybody knows more about olive oil, I think, than than we do. Yeah, we could we could go. You know, we sit in the window of my dining room. We could like grab someone passing by and substitute them in for us, and they would definitely know more about olive oil than we do because we live in an I live in an olive oil kind of neighborhood. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you totally do, actually. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, um, so hey, tell me about your uh, your memories of olive oil. I, know, I guess t- these days it's probably more of like an avocado oil kind uh, of neighborhood. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. Um, I th- 
you know, I was not averse to olive oil as a kid, but I didn't think of it as like something I was eager to get into. I remember when olive oil, you know, became like a thing in the eighties. Right. Like the I, Mediterranean rem- I remember diet? that there was yes, I remember that there was a time before olive oil became big. You know what totally. I mean? Totally. Yeah. Like like there was a that we turned a corner there. You know, it's interesting to me now when I think about the fact that I don't know, like did my dad like make salad dressing with vegetable oil before I that? I think so. I think he did. And I know that some people still do that. I mean, there, there's an oil called salad oil. <laughs> That's true. And um, yet that just seems so disgusting. Is that made from like a cold pressed salad? It is. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, you would not believe how many heads of lettuce it takes to yes. get a liter of that stuff. I was at uh, Trader Joe's uh, buying uh, some olive oil for this episode. And uh, I noticed that in the, on the, uh, Hearts of Romaine package. Oh, by the way, it just started snowing. Um, the uh, on the Hearts of Romaine lettuce uh, bag, there was like a note by that uh, by the bag saying uh, that uh, if you notice a brown substance at the base of the leaves of this lettuce, don't worry, it's natural. <laughs> The lettuce just produces that this time of year, um, but it's also not very good to eat. So wash it off before before eating. Interesting. Um, wow. So I assume it's like I mean, lettuce is called lettuce because it's like you know lettuce, right? It's because it produces a milky substance. I assume that's what that is. Oh my god, I never thought about. This has that. nothing to do with olive oil at all, except you put olive oil on lettuce, and that equals salad. Yes. Um, so, so yeah, so olive oil, um, my, I feel like I, I learned what little I do know about olive oil during the time that I was, get ready to make fun of me, Matthew, you living were in an France. extra virgin. Oh, I thought, yep. Yeah. Um, I was close. I think I maybe had sex with two people. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, so, I was, so you, I was you close lost, to you a lost the extra. Yeah. Anyway, so, um, yeah, no, it was when I was uh, teaching English conversation in France the year after I graduated from college. Uh-huh. And there, I lived right near this outdoor market that happened twice a week called the Marché Richard Lenoir. It was on the boulevard. That was going to be my guess. Yeah. And anyway, um, it ha- there was an olive oil stand there, a vendor called Mille et une huile, like, um, like a, a thousand and one oils nice little play on possibly play on words there i guess with thousand and one nights okay sure hilarious hilarious wordplay is that what that was supposed to be um i think you're right um it's not funny it's not funny (laughs) anyway um so he had a whole bunch of different olive oils from from different regions i think not only french oils but other ones as well sure and then he had nut oils and things like that and that was the first time that i really that it ever occurred to me that olive oil was made from different oils and different ages different olives Olive oil was made from different olives and that the different sort of ripenesses of olives would yield really different oils. Who knew? I don't think I knew that about the ripenesses until now. Well, that's what I thought. No, no, I, I think you're I think you're probably right. Again, I, I don't know anything about I, this. I, this was so let me clarify that it has been uh like fifteen years. It's been since, like a thousand and one nights since it then. It's been like a thousand and one nights. Of but anyway, passion. So I used to go to this olive oil vendor and it was the guy who ran it, his name was Francois or Francis Dijo. And okay. anyway, he and his wife ran the business and he was one of those just sort of like very jocular older man types. Yeah. And he um <laughs> That's gonna be me. <laughs> and, 
his English was pretty good and he loved to practice English with me. And then he asked me if I would be interested in working for them at the market <gasps> sometimes. And so, um, so uh, yeah, my job was to talk with his English language customers. Nice. I mean, I also had to speak French as well which I did much better than than now. And I <laughs> helped at the, the Sunday markets at this stand. And anyway, so at that time, I was better at explaining olive oils. But anyway, there were a lot of words that we used like um, mature and ripe. And okay. um, I, I distinctly remember the flavor of this Provençal olive oil that came from, um, from sort of very dark colored very mature olives and it was so like round and buttery i mean it almost tasted like butter wow. as opposed to one that's sort of more peppery or grassy i mean have you ever had an olive oil where when you swallow it, it almost burns going down oh for sure i would love to know what actual compound that is okay i i know a little bit about this from a harold mcgee article um because it is related to the compounds that make uh analgesics bitter um, Interesting, and uh, and that that is why olive oil may have a role in uh, reducing and preventing inflammation. Oh, fascinating! Wow, Harold McGee. Yeah, I, he didn't discover that. He he just, he just brought, it, brought it. it to my attention. So yeah, it was really interesting to learn more about olive oils and then to forget everything that I learned. <laughs> Isn't life fun? So let's talk about where do you get your olive oil now and, and what do you look for when you buy it? Okay, so I uh, I am not a sophisticated olive oil shop, shopper. I think I'm pretty easy to please. I, you know, periodically, like at least once a year, I feel like there will be some kind of scandal in the olive oil world that's really fun to read about. Like, you know, they're they're passing off uh, soybean oil as, as olive oil and putting green food coloring in it. Or mm -hmm. like, you know, all the olive oil really comes from Greece and they just say it's Italian and that sort of thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, this is this is fun. Like, I like a good scandal, but I, you know, the, the olive oil I buy for like $8 at Trader Joe's is good enough for me and I don't really care if it's... Uh, do you so I had Real. I I was told some time ago uh -huh. that for the money that Spanish olive oil cheap Spanish olive oil tends to be better than other cheap oils. I suspect that's probably true and for a couple of reasons. Okay. Number 1, um I feel like I should like the third reason should be a joke so I'll be watch me watch me work toward this. Okay. Uh so number 1, um Spain produces by far the most olive oil of any country. Like really? almost half of the world's olive oil oh comes from Spain. Oh my god, I never thought yeah. about that. So you would expect there's there's a bunch of it a that it would be of it. cheaper. Yeah. yeah. Um and also like it, it there's no cachet associated with Spanish olive oil the mm -hmm. way there is Italian. Is there any does, is there any olive oil with a cachet other than Italian? Um, I feel like people really, I don't know, don't people get excited about like French olive oils? Like, Maybe, but from, like, like from Provence, like all yeah, of those olives right. down there, that's like olive country. Yeah. France, France is like way down there in the, in the olive oil production rankings. I believe it. Well, there's, there's a very small portion of France where you can really grow olives well. Haven't figured out what the third, uh, funny made up <laughs> fake reason Perfect. is yet, but we're going to get there. So I've, anyway, I'm confident. I have noticed, so uh, you can get a really good, just like Trader Joe's brand Spanish olive oil, which we're going to be tasting today. The Trader Joe's like 365 brand Spanish olive oil. Whole Foods? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Whole Foods, 365 brand. Um, they have like a Spanish one, an Italian one, and a Greek one or something. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I tend to, well, I must admit, now that we have Delancey, I am able to get olive oil through Delancey. Oh. However, the olive oil that we've been using at Delancey from the beginning as our sort of like everything oil, um, as opposed to a finishing oil, is made by California Olive Ranch, which is now widely available yeah, in great. grocery stores. And it's very, very, very good. It's flavorful. It's not so pricey and so special that I, I you know, that I would avoid cooking with it or something like that. I use it in salad dressings. We use it in all the salad dressings at Delancey. And then we also keep um, a, a fancier oil around for finishing. Mm-hmm. Uh, for instance, if you order a margarita pizza, you oh, get a, yeah. fizzle, a fizzling drizzle. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that is one of the uh, one of the flaws in oil that they look for when they're trying to decide if it's extra virgin or not. If it fizzes, <laughs> it gets downgraded pretty heavily. Anyway, you know how when you shake up a bottle of olive oil, you open it up, it sprays all over. <laughs> pretty fun (laughs) not desirable anyway the fancy oil that we use at delancey and also that we've used since the beginning (laughs) is made by a um a woman-owned olive oil company Mm -hmm. um i think it's kind of a one-woman situation actually (laughs) in in california it is called coline di santa cruz uh, made from valencia creek farms okay um, is that what we're tasting here today? Or no, what we're tasting today is California Olive Ranch. And do you get do you get like the the basic kind? Because I know there's there's they have a few variations. I think we get the basic kind. Yeah. I mean, we get it in like a, it comes in a bag inside a cardboard box. It's oh, like, like a five box of wine? gallons of it. Is that is that called a carboy? Maybe I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> carboy is made of uh, is is like a big jug. Big, yeah, it's like a big jug. Yeah, a big yeah. jug. <laughs> I love big jugs. <laughs> anyway, uh, I also like small jugs. Oh, no, we, I think we I prefer absolutely... small jugs, actually. I, I I like all kinds. Great. Okay. Anyway, so um, yeah. So I usually use California Olive Ranch olive oil. However, like if I'm at the grocery store and um, I, I have no problem buying a more mainstream, cheaper everyday oh, sure. oil. No biggie. It's 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 all going to be fine, especially because m- most of the time when I'm using olive oil, I am heating it a little bit like right. I'm putting it on vegetables for roasting or rubbing it um, like on a chicken or do you know what I mean uh, warming some garlic in it <laughs> just rubbing it on a live chicken <laughs> yeah. so so good for the plumage yeah it's, it's so a, good for the plumage it's an emollient <laughs> anyway yeah, no in the wild like in in, uh, in Spain uh, chickens <laughs> hang out in the olive fields and just like rub their <laughs> feathers all over the trees. That's why. That's why they've got such a sheen. Uh huh. Um, cool. Yeah. Hey. And we thought we didn't know a lot about this topic. <laughs> anyway, so so wait. Let's talk about the color of olive oil uh-huh. because there is some olive oil that is very yellow, and my understanding is that that is made from black olives. These sort of more mature. But a, but a black olive is something that's been like treated in a particular way. Well, no, there are some olives that that get very very dark on the tree. Like, well, think about like a niçoise. Okay, you're absolutely right. Okay, or like a kalamata. Okay, I think I was thinking of like you know the the like fake California black olives. No, okay. no, okay. no, that's not what I mean. Um, yeah, and like I I don't I don't think there's like an inherent like you can be sure that like a you know a darker colored oil will have like more full flavor necessarily. That's that's probably true. It's just kind of pretty that they come in all different colors. It, it they're so pretty. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, have you have you ever been? I think uh, producer Abby wanted us uh, to to discuss this. Like, have you ever been to um, one of those stores where you can like taste olive yeah. oils out of barrels? Yeah. I have not. I want you to tell me. Put uh, me. Oh, there. I'm I gonna close my I've eyes. I've never tasted it out of a barrel or like a. A jar. Like, is that like an O and Co. Yeah. store? You know, I've never done that. But there's really. like a place down at, at uh, Pike Place Market that's a that's an independent store that uh, where you can taste some olive oils. Well, so the answer to this actually is Abby. No, neither of us has done that. Okay, Abby, you can take us to a, a oil barrel mm-hmm. and and <laughs> dunk us. Oh, that sounds great. It's going to be, ah. Like you do with your chickens. You know, now that it's snowing outside, my skin is starting to feel dry. My plumage is starting to feel dry. <laughs> I know, yeah, I didn't want to say, but I know you're... you're uh, Got the... some down feathers floating off of me. Exactly. That's yeah. right. Yeah. This episode is brought to you by The Great Courses Plus. And Molly and I love our subscriptions to The Great Courses Plus. I mean, it's uh, New Year's. I've been kicking around doing nothing for the last couple of weeks during vacation, binge-watching lectures about art, music, and especially the one called The Everyday Gourmet, Making Healthy Food Taste Great. Uh, It's got great tips for how you are going to cook better in 2017. You can jump around from course to course. You can start it on your phone and then pick up later on your computer where you left off. You can set your computer or your iPad in the kitchen and cook along with a trained chef from the Culinary Institute of America. It's really great. And our listeners get the first full month free. Just go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk to get started. And it's not just cooking. They have over 8,000 lectures to choose from that are presented by award-winning experts. I just got my issue, my alumni magazine from the University of Washington, my alma mater, and they had a whole article about how one of their best art professors gives his entire course on The Great Courses Plus. You can watch that for free. Learn to draw in 2017. I'm certainly thinking about it. Once again, go to thegreatcoursesplus.com slash milk for your free trial. What else? Should we taste some? Yeah. So we've got we've got two whole olive oils here Woo! to taste. So one is from California and one is from España. Trader Joe's. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just kidding. I mean, you know. Wait, which one is that? That's the Trader Joe's. Spanish. Extra virgin. Tasty. Very yeah. sweet. Mm-hmm. Mm, but then it gets this artichoky aftertaste. Oh, nice. Are you getting that? Yeah, it's got like some astringency to it. Mm, that... it's, but it's really nicely rounded. I mean, I would I would happily like dunk some bread in that. Yeah, I would if if we had any bread, I would I would I also would dunk. dunk. It. I didn't get any bread because I'm terrible. Um so what what things do you, you you talked about like uh anointing roasted vegetables, sauteing, like what Ooh. else do you do with salads? Are there other things I could be doing with olive oil that I'm that I'm not thinking of? Because that's basically what I do. You also, you could be doing something like uh, so. At some of Renee Erickson's restaurants, they uh, do like an olive oil, or I've had at her restaurants, um, like an olive oil poached tuna. Oh like yeah, albacore tuna cooked slowly in olive oil and then sort of uh, held in the olive oil until it's served. Nice, oh, so delicious. I've done marinated goat cheese in olive oil. It seems like kind of a very 80s thing, but it's so delicious. So delicious. Uh, What else do I do with olive oil? Um, Salad dressing, obviously. Yep. Um, yeah, I do all of my roasting in, in olive oil. All of my roasting. All of my roasting. Uh, for a while, I even tried one of those like uh, olive oil face cleansing routines. Have what? you ever read about this? No. There are a I lot mean, of... I, th- I guess I vaguely knew this existed, but tell me tell me everything. So oil cleansing has been kind of a, a big thing in the past few years. And the idea is that like... <laughs> the idea know. is someone made up some bullshit. <laughs> 
Anyway, the idea is that instead of cleaning your face with soap, you you basically kind of scrub your face with oil and then you wipe it off with like a damp cloth. Mm-hmm. And the idea is that uh, it is both moisturizing and somehow that it's pulling certain things out of your skin or that like like the dead skin as you're rubbing the oil in the dead skin is like acting as an exfoliant with the olive oil or something. <laughs> anyway, I actually tried it at a certain point when I was feeling kind of desperate and I was like, okay, this this may be for some people and I do believe some of our listeners oh, sure. have this probably like beautiful like um okay, so I've gone to this massage therapist a couple of times who is Greek in, okay. in origin. <laughs> And she has the most beautiful skin. I'm pretty darn sure that this woman could do oil cleansing and it would work magically for her. And did did you say to her, rub me down like you would do to a chicken? No. Anyway, but however, I have like um, real like Eastern European white skin that is just, I'm basically like not fit for survival in this world. (laughs) And Yeah, I can see that. I'm prone to acne. I get sunburned. My skin is really sensitive. I I get hives. (laughs) I cannot do oil cleansing. But you're making it work for you. I'm making it work for me. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm a I'm a bearded gentleman, and I feel like if I put oil on my face, like it would be dripping from my beard for weeks afterwards. What about oil pulling? Have you heard have, about this? I have heard about this. It sounds unpleasant. So um, I have one friend who has tried it that I know of. Is, yeah, is so this... basically you put like a tablespoon. She used coconut oil. When you say a friend, is this like, you know, my friend needs Well, she's some... not my friend anymore. <laughs> I'm asking for a friend. Okay, right. Anyway, she put like a tablespoon of coconut oil in her mouth, let it melt, and then swished it around for like 20 minutes while she went about her daily tasks. Wait a minute. Like 20 minutes. That's what you're wait, supposed to do. Wait, wait, wait. And Which then you spit daily it out. tasks? Like, uh, like um, getting dressed, showering. Washing her face. Okay, because I imagine her, like, her daughter's lunch. Like taking taking like a shot of olive oil, like as she walked out the door, and then having to like, like uh, negotiate like the office. No, no, no. <laughs> like, she this she did this like first thing in the morning. Like, anyway, hey Terry, how's your weekend? <laughs> I'm trying to see my appointment. Anyway, um, uh, it's I'm gonna, supposed to be, I'm supposed try to be, it right now. It's supposed to be good for your teeth. It's supposed to be all kinds of things. Swish, swish, swish. I'm going to look away. <laughs> okay, well, I made it about six seconds before I gave up. Did, what kind of uh, your mouth, salutary Your mouth effect. looks so shiny right now. Your mouth is so shiny. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I've only heard of people doing it with coconut oil. Okay. But, but yeah, I guess it's supposed to be like good for you. Maybe we should do a coconut oil episode. It's kind of I great. Think we should. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. Um, well, we we uh, we touched on the the idea that when you heat olive oil, it uh, it loses some flavor, which I think is definitely the case. Like, <laughs> hold on, wait. We didn't talk about the California Olive Ranch one. It had much less flavor oh, right, than right, right. Spanish olive oil. Um, yeah, but it had a really nicely balanced flavor. It was I thought. a very nicely balanced flavor. It was sweeter. It had less astringency. We are really easy to please. But uh, the Spanish olive oil, I would pref- I would prefer if I were just eating it like uh, dunking some bread in it. Would you prefer it after I swish it out of my mouth and then spit Actually, it back into the bowl? Actually, I was going to ask you if you could move that yeah, bowl it's really because gross. it's got like saliva in there mixed with the olive oil. <laughs> anyway, are there olive oils you don't like? 
Um, there's no, there's no like style of olive oil that I don't like. Like, you know, how some people, you know, really like a milder tasting oil or a fruity oil. Like I'm, I'm fine with any of them really. I I think I prefer a fruity tasting olive oil. I don't love the kind that are so grassy. I like those. I'm, I'm fine with that. I don't like it much more astringent than that Spanish one. It's a funk I can get down to. Wow. You know, I think that you made a distinction a few minutes ago between like a like a everyday cooking oil and a finishing oil, which yes. I learned about this idea from uh, from our friend Jim Dixon years uh-huh. ago. Oh yeah, Jim who, Dixon uh, uh, imports uh, mostly Italian, I think, olive oil and we sells should, it in can Portland. Can we link to him on the website? Yeah, I don't know if he's still selling olive oil or not. I know but sure. he was a couple years okay. ago. Yeah. Um, and we, I used to buy olive oil from him, and his stuff is like you can really tell how good it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you know he says you know have have an oil on hand that's that's your everyday cooking oil, like one of the ones we tasted today. And then if you if you get a fancy one, you know dole it out judiciously. Yes. Um, as a as a finishing oil that's not going to be heated when you really want to taste that oil. Yes. Yeah. When I am so, for instance, um, maybe on the fennel episode we talked about how I make a salad sometimes that's like uh, thinly sliced or shaved fennel. Thin sliced mushroom, lemon juice, olive oil, parmesan, and salt. Yeah. For something like that, oh my gosh, a really fragrant, fruity, big flavored olive oil is, I mean, it's like an essential component to the dish. Yeah. Like you wouldn't want to waste that kind of oil pouring it, just pouring it on a chicken. (laughs) (laughs) I mean... (laughs) Especially not a chicken that still has the feathers on it. Uh, yeah. 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 No, but, uh, or like if you are doing some sort of like Italian style, like long cooked greens or something, yeah. and then you want to, you want to drizzle them with some olive oil before you serve them. Can that's you put a fried egg stuff. on it and drizzle it with some good o- yes. olive oil? Yeah. Oh my God. What a good idea. It's a very good idea. Such a good idea. How about olive oil in desserts, like an olive oil cake or. I do uh, like an olive oil yeah, cake. Yeah, me too. Yeah. And you know, I mean, the truth is, is I think that most of the time what we we have that are called olive oil cakes. You don't taste the olive oil in, yeah, but sometimes you do get, I don't know, this like faintly savoriness. How about olive oil ice cream or like uh, like a vanilla or, or I, sweet cream ice cream drizzled with a little olive oil? I have had um, an olive oil gelato. I've never had another ice cream flavor drizzled in olive oil. How is that? Like, it, I, it, Yeah, it, I have had inherently that. Inherently, it sounds disgusting. No, to me. it's good. Um, it's one of those things, like every time there's one of these things that like, um, you know, here, here is something you wouldn't think would work but does – and I taste it. I was like, yeah, you know, you're, you're right. That does work. I enjoyed that. And then I never have it again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a strange it's a strange concept that idea of taking olive oil, something like pure fat and putting it onto ice cream like a creamy fat. It just seems weird and wrong. Yeah, but although it's, like hot fudge, is, I was just going to say hot fudge, primarily fat, too. And you put that on top of a fat and it's hot like so delicious in together. my fridge right now, by the way. Do you have ice cream? Yes. Oh, my God. Um, um, can we be done with this show? <laughs> forever? Yeah, for just forever. Let's just eat ice cream forever. Okay. So how far did we get into the world God, of olive oil? We pretty far. much covered it, right? Oh, That's pretty much done. everything you need we, to know. We have made each and every one of you experts. Here's what I was going to say before. Like when you asked if there, if there are any olive oils that I don't like, I, I generally would not buy like a, you know, a light olive oil. Yes, like, me neither. Like a non, non-extra virgin olive oil. Because I agree. There are there are cheaper oils that do that job just as well. I think yes, oils. I I always keep around you know peanut oil for frying Love or peanut oil uh, or grapeseed oil, yep. uh, rice bran oil. 
Yeah, I've, I've heard um, about that. I don't, I don't think I've tried it yet. I don't yet. think that's a high heat oil. Mm-hmm. I think that's just sort of like a neutral tasting but a oil. Grapeseed oil is definitely a high heat oil, which they also now sell at Trader Joe's. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, I would never buy a, an olive oil for a high heat purpose. I wouldn't even buy like a light olive oil or like a refined olive oil. I wouldn't yeah. do that. Yeah. All right. Um, you're you're going to fit in really well in this neighborhood then. Cool. Uh, welcome. I, just, I would not do that. Yeah. I would do anything for love. But you would not. But I would not do that. Fry meatloaf in olive oil. No. Uh, you can find us online at SpilledMilkPodcast.com where we'll post, I don't know, nothing. No, we'll post a link to Jim Dixon's website. Yeah, we'll do that. I think it's RealGoodFood.com. Is that right? I think you're right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can find us on Facebook at Facebook.com and uh, tell us something we forgot to mention about hey, olive have oil. Have you tried oil pulling? <laughs> yeah. Hey, does oil cleansing work for you? Uh-huh. Have you ever just like taken a whole bottle of oil, olive oil and poured it down your pants and what happened then? Hey, do you oil your chickens? <laughs> Every, come on. Everybody what? oils their chickens. Well, not everybody, but all of our listeners obviously know to oil their chickens. And uh, until, oh, you can leave us a review on iTunes. Yep. Uh, and until next time, uh, thank you for listening to Spilled Milk. Uh oh. <laughs> um, you have a booger coming out of your nose. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> um, I think that was it. I'm Molly Weisenberg. And I'm Mr. <laughs> <Mr>. Burton. <laughs> All right, Molly is back from what can only be described as a conjugal visit with her dog. (laughs) (laughs) So let's do an episode. (laughs) Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. 